Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here from Tech Money Talks. We have an awesome episode today because we are fortunate to have Connor Chapman as a special guest on the show. He's a high six-figure professional dropshipper raking in around $40,000 a month. And if you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because he's one of the few that has found a successful strategy using Facebook's campaign budget optimization, which is often referred to as CBO. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Over the past year before my eyes, Connor's been crushing it in drop shipping and has been sharing his journey on YouTube while teaching others how to successfully do the same. Connor is a young professional dropshipper and he's been one of the most that has been keeping it real the whole time. So time is money and everyone is looking to get a piece of his time. And I'm ho so happy to have him on the show today. Connor, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me, Brian. Really, really excited to talk to you. Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm really excited too, man. This is great stuff. So I'm glad we had a chance to connect and I want to give you a chance to uh, share your journey into dropshipping for the audience. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, where it started for me, I'll bring it all the way back to kind of college. So I um, wow. went to college, you know, very traditional type of, you know, business um, upbringing and, you know, got the business degree um, right out of university. And then from university went directly into, you know, the workforce, uh, specifically in supply chain. So wow. pretty traditional path there, you know, nothing, nothing different there, you know, got my full time job, uh, making a little over, you know, 60k a year at, a, you know, a, a company, very, you know, great company, loved it, you know, top, you know, fortune 100 companies love the job. Um, but what I realized after I'd say about a year and a half in was that I felt kind of trapped with the work I was doing. Mm. And by trapped, I meant I was just the work I was doing didn't bring me any benefit, any value to my life. It was a other than the paycheck, I just didn't feel fulfilled. So I started looking elsewhere, you know, to YouTube, to Google, Facebook, everywhere, basically. And I started getting targeting targeted by a bunch of different ads, specifically, you know, digital marketing ads about drop shipping and Amazon FBA. So I kind of, as I dove a little bit deeper, I realized, hey, I think there might be some, you know, money in here. So I just started my, you know, drop shipping store uh, back in November. And then since then, I've been able to, you know, generate over $350,000 in sales on my store awesome. um, at around a, around a 14, 50% profit margin. So it's been quite a journey over the last, you know, six, seven months specifically. And uh, I definitely, you know, owe it to uh, just, just kind of myself and also the people around me that have, you know, allowed me to, to grow to where I am today. Wow. That is so awesome, man. <laughs> a great story. So when you said November, that's November of last year, 2018. Yeah. So November, wow. uh -huh, exactly. So November last year, I started my, started my first Shopify store and, you know, selling pretty typical from a lot of these listeners, I'm sure, you know, start the store with whatever product you see. Yeah. Uh, mine just happened to be a, uh, a teeth whitening pen. Oh, and I still yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very, I think it had at the time around 35,000 orders on, you know, AliExpress. Uh, so can someone consider that, you know, a saturated product, but I, I tested it and I still remember to this day, um, I was actually, you know, living with my parents at the time. Right. So very un, I guess, you know, um, not traditional way of, you know, living right like out of college. And I still was living with my parents. The reason I was doing that was to save up as much money 
um, as possible because I kind of knew in the back of my mind that, you know, the corporate route really wasn't for me. Um, so I just kind of had that, like, you know, I wanted to save as much money as possible. So I decided to, you know, save up money. And then I still remember I was sitting in, you know, my parents' dining room. I set up a little, a little, um, workstation wow. there and they were, they were happy with that, but I set up a little workstation there and, you know, I was eating dinner and then all of a sudden I just heard my phone go off the, the Shopify <laughs> cha-ching, you know, the notorious yeah, cha-ching. That's the best and to sound. It, that's the best sound. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really changed my life. Just, just the, your mindset, uh, changes when you realize, you know, I listed this product online on my store, it took me, you know, maybe a couple of days to create a website and ran some Facebook ads to generate traffic to my store. And then all of a sudden, boom, someone's pulling out their credit card or their PayPal account and actually paying me money to buy that yeah. product. So it, it just completely changed my, you know, my yeah, mindset. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, I'm glad you described that because I mean, you know, one of the best feelings and the most memorable is, is especially getting the first sale. And when you see when you see that it's so powerful in so many ways, because one, it just makes you a believer. And then two is just like, oh, I just got to do more of this. And then three, yeah, just hearing that sound is just like, it makes me smile to till this day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's a great sound. And the thing the thing about it is, um, you know, it, it makes you believe not only just in the dropshipping model or just just in any online business, whether it's your first sale in dropshipping or Amazon FBA, but it, it makes you kind of believe in yourself and you can kind of ride that momentum um, throughout the next couple of weeks and months of your, you know, your business. And that's that's really what it is. You're just riding the momentum from sale to sale and just, you know, keeping your mindset in the yeah, right lane. Really. Yeah. Now, one of the things is, is that, you know, some of the people like they just can't believe the the numbers that that people are pulling in. So even with like with what you're pulling mm -hmm. in, you know, to to the average person, I mean, that sounds crazy. It's just like, man, he just made it since, and he started mm -hmm. in November. Um, but so mm -hmm. people immediately think that it's like get rich quick and it's a scam. Like, would you describe it as such? Like, was this get rich quick for you? Great question. This is a question I get asked all the time by, you know, people DMing me on Instagram and on, on YouTube comments. So, you know, great question, Brian, uh, for me, uh, initially, actually, when I went into drop shipping, I thought it was, you know, a get rich quick <laughs> scheme. Cause that's kind of yeah. what was. To, I mean, to be quite, you know, transparent with you, that's, that's what was marketed to me was a, you know, get rich quick scheme, yeah. you know, it's going to be easy to make money. And that's actually why I got into it. Cause I thought, oh, wow, this is, this seems like a pretty easy uh -huh. way to make money. But as about, I want to say, you know, two or three weeks into it, you know, rolling around December timeframe, uh, I realized, you know, this is definitely more like building a real business. This isn't yeah. just putting a product up and then sending it to your customer with super long, you know, 20, 30 day shipping times. It's really more about building your business. But initially when I went into it, I went into it as a get rich quick scheme. Um, now I think it's, you know, developed, especially drop shipping has developed into more of a branded, um, type of, you know, niche stores, I think is what works the best. Um, and really focusing on your customer, you know, the customer experiences is what I teach all my students and what I teach people on YouTube. Um, and really just not being afraid to test new yeah. things. So, whether it's testing with, you know, campaign budget optimization or the traditional $5 a day, you know, ad strategy, it's really all about testing and just learning, you know, if you're learning something new every day, then that's going to help, you know, better yourself and, and improve your skills just with marketing, um, you know, Facebook ads, whatever it may be. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, but, but I did get into it starting out thinking it was get rich quick scheme. <laughs> yeah. And, and, so, and for the audience, like how much work did you put into it? Like, 
like maybe describe for the audience, like, you know, how long mm-hmm. did it take for you to, to work it till you had, mm-hmm. you know, that crazy level of success that, that you were scaling numbers? Yeah, another great question. So for work, uh, you know, the thing with a lot of people is I think they, they're working their main job, right? So they might be working, you know, at corporate job or, you know, fast food, wherever it may be. And, you know, they only have a limited amount of time in the day. So say you work, you know, 40 hours a week, which is probably most people, you have your, you know, the rest of your, those eight hours in your day um, that you're not sleeping that you can, you know, use for work. So for me, what I tried to do was I tried to structure those eight hours as the best I could because, you know, I have, you know, eight hours working, you know, um, per day. And then I had about an hour or so commute. So what I did with, you know, the remaining, you know, 14 hours of my day was I said, hey, I'm going to sleep for, you know, six hours at minimum, right? I have to get at least. Yeah six hours in my day. So, uh, you know, I thought to myself, okay, so I have essentially eight hours left in my day. What can I do with them? And how I structured it was basically for the first, you know, hour or two, I would just watch as many YouTube videos (laughs) from as many people as I could. And I'd Google search literally everything that I didn't know. So it was how to run Facebook ads, how to, what is a CBO? um, What's the best Facebook ad strategy, how to do retargeting, you know, everything possible I Googled. And I just kind of tried to be like a little data machine and interpret as much information as I could and then try and, you know, regurgitate it out in in my own way, what I thought was the best way, you know, to, yeah. to build my, you know, strategy. And what I found was it might have taken me, you know, a lot of more time than just sticking with, you know, picking one strategy on one YouTuber and just going with that. But it, what it allowed me to do was get more exposure to, you know, all different types of stores, you know. So with dropshipping, you have... I kind of categorize it into, you know, three different stores. You have the the one product store where you're just, you know, your URL is essentially like one, you know, one product. It's like the ultimate yeah. phone case. And then you have a niche store and that's more surrounded around like a pet niche or, a, you know, um, electronics niche. And then you have the general store where you're just testing a bunch of different yeah. products. Those are kind of the three different categories. And for me, um, just learning about all of that and putting in the amount of like the time I did, um, there was times where, you know, I, I maybe only got four hours or five hours of sleep when I was going to work and it was not <laughs> fun. I'll, I'll admit that there was times where I was just, I was falling asleep at my desk, you know, at work, uh, in the cubicle and it got to the point, And I think this was really the turning point for me, Brian was when I was sitting at my desk and, uh, I was actually, I was walking to work and I walked under this little tunnel every day and it was always so quiet to me. Every, every time I walked under the tunnel to work, it was just uh-huh. so quiet and I could really kind of collect my thoughts. And I used that time to really think about like where I wanted to go in my life. And what I realized on one day, I I can't remember the exact day, but I was walking through the tunnel and I just thought to myself, like, I don't want my life to, you know, go down this path of going to a job where I don't necessarily, I really am not passionate about the work. So that's really what drove me to put in more hours and, you know, sacrifice sleep, sacrifice. Sometimes I sacrifice going to the gym and hanging out with friends, but it was like, I was so hungry to get to a point where I could leave my job. And that's, that's why I put in so much time. So, you know, that's what it took for me was just, um, being able to fully commit to, to myself and like really believe in myself that I can do it. Sure. And, uh, and even describe Mm -hmm. that. So like leading up to kind of describe for the audience, like that decision, deciding to, to leave your Mm -hmm. job, like what, what was going on at that point? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I have a very, um, you know, supportive system around me, whether it's my parents, you know, my girlfriend, my friends, a very supportive system. So I think that that's huge. Uh, making sure that you have, you surround yourself with the right people, right? You know, say, you know, your network is your net worth. I always, you know, definitely believe in that. So being in the right environment is, is key. Um, but in terms of, yeah, leaving my job, like most people, you know, the traditional path is to 
you know, either go to school and get a job or just, you know, get the job and work the nine to five. And, you know, that's kind of your, your life, right? That's, that's what's kind of accepted (laughs) by society, I guess Uh you could say, at least in in my world. Right. So, um, what, uh, what I realized was, you know, once I realized that I wanted to leave, um, my mindset shifted to where I looked at possible ways I could, um, substitute that income that I was making in, uh, at my, at my corporate job. Uh, and, the way I was able to do that was basically by just looking at, okay, so if I make, you know, a hundred dollars a day on, on drop shipping, uh, what does that hundred dollars a day, like leave me with my expenses? So, you know, I, at that, at the time I was living at home, so I had less, you know, less expenses in terms of that, but I did have, you know, all the, all the monthly bills for the cell phone, you know, the, the car, all that types of stuff. So I was just trying to basically minimize as much expenses as I could and then get to a point where, Hey, $200 a day would allow me to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. So the tough thing for me was really the day that I quit, um, the, the day that I quit my job. And it was actually, it was February 1st was the day I quit my job, which, um, I did it kind of ceremoniously. Uh. It was on my, on my half birthday. So I wanted to do that so I could remember the day. So I remember every day, you know, that every year, essentially when I'm done, you know, after a year past quitting my job, two years past and so on. So I did it on that day. And um, <laughs> man, I was so nervous to quit my job. Obviously, I, you know, obviously, I put in my two weeks, you know, because I respect the company and everything like that. I didn't just, you know, quit off of, you know, a whim, I, I put in my two weeks, let people know. But you know, the, the day I quit, it was just kind of yeah. like, all right, Connor, now let's see what you're made of. You know, it was it was a, uh, it was a challenge to myself to, to kind of get off the the corporate, wow. the corporate ladder and just see what I'm made of. Right. I've been, you know, I'm 24 years old, so let's see what I can do for these next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years with, with myself and just relying on that my work awesome, ethic man. and my mindset yeah, for and sure. see how far it takes me. And I bet a lot of people can relate to you right now. Cause I mean, there's a lot of, of young entrepreneurs, you know, wanting to get in this space and, you know, deciding, you know, at so many levels, some mm-hmm. of them that are really young, you know, deciding, should I be going to college? And, you know, I try not to answer that for them. I'd say, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they gotta, you know, they know if they're <laughs> working harder than, uh, than what they're going to get out of college. And uh, really, it's all about that. Um, mm-hmm. So some individuals, like some of the other mm-hmm. guests that's been on the show, is just like, you know, yeah, I mean, you're pushing yourself harder than than what you'd probably get out of college. So but the same way, as far as mm-hmm. those that are, you know, in the workforce or already graduated, and, you know, they want to work themselves out typical nine to five and this type of thing, which, you know, most people call like the laptop lifestyle is just it's just so amazing. And and it's possible, you know, maybe help describe that for the audiences. Like, you know, would you say that this is possible for others to mm-hmm. achieve the same, you know, the stuff that that you've been doing? Yeah, yeah. And I definitely want to, you know, before I get to that, I definitely want to elaborate on your your comment about, you know, college and stuff like that, because I think um, there are a lot of young entrepreneurs in this space, you know, I'm talking under 18, sometimes even under 16. I've talked to you know, 16 year olds that are just absolutely crushing it, right? Like they're on Instagram, they're posting their, their screenshots. So, you know, I think that time and, you know, if I think back to, you know, about around 17, 18 in my life, um, I wasn't ready at that stage to, to start my own business and to, you know, go full force into entrepreneurship just because I don't think my mindset was at a level, um, that it needed to be for me to, you know, yeah, I can uh, relate. <laughs> in, in order to have the financial you know, yeah. stability to be able to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. So for for me, college was you know I ne- didn't necessarily learn any drop shipping skills. I'd say like digital marketing, how to you know 
understand the psychology of buyers and stuff like that. But, but what college allowed me to do was really just build my, you know, my mindset for, you know, how to communicate to people, um, how to listen and how to like interpret information and analyze it. So, you know, I definitely think it it was a part of my journey, but yeah, in terms of like the knowledge, um, you could learn essentially all of it, um, on YouTube, you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you mentioned that too, because, and that's what I try to describe when, when people bring up those questions mm-hmm. and I'm, there's no right or wrong. I mean, really, it's about the experience and and what you choose to get out of it. Pretty much, you know, what you put in is what you're going to get out, uh-huh. uh, whether if it's college or if it's uh, in the dropshipping you know, yeah. business itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just totally amazing. Yeah, it's totally possible to, um, you know, to answer your question. It's totally possible to make it happen. I think, you know, at the core, you really have to have, you know, and it sounds cheesy. Everyone talks about it, right? Whether it's Gary Vee or any any big, you know, um, like kind of motivational type person or, or figure um, online uh-huh. is just your mindset. But it's so true that, you know, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You know, I've had days where I've had, you know, $2,000, almost $3,000 in profit on one day. And then I've also had days where I've lost $1,000. So if you can keep your mindset in the right spot, like it's going to really help drive like better business decisions for you. Um, and that's why I always say like, always work on your mindset, you know, um, think about, you know, like write down kind of how you're feeling when you make a lot of money and then also write down how you feel when you don't make a lot of money and like, look at that and the way that it affects your business decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For me, it it helps, you know, I write all my goals. I have monthly goals that I write on a whiteboard. Um, and then I also have my daily goals that I write on a, you know, a little journal and I cross those off every day. My monthly goals or my yearly goals, I put on a whiteboard and I look at them every day and say, okay, am I closer or am I farther away from reaching those goals? Oh, that is so awesome. And I'm glad that you brought up Gary V because you reminded me. <laughs> I caught the I caught that YouTube video that that you put together, which I oh, thought was awesome, actually. And it, it goes to show for and for the audience, if uh, definitely go check it out. It's got a video. You kept it real in that whole uh, episode, and uh, but help uh, explain for the audience. I don't want to. I'll let you. You can explain yeah, yeah. it better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, I mean, thanks for thanks for watching the video. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I got a smaller channel, but uh, my our followers are very you know devoted. I talk to all of them uh, almost every day, so they're great. You know, I love my followers. But yeah, what the video was is I came across a clip uh, from you know I've watched Gary V. He was kind of one of the reasons I started looking at entrepreneurship and stuff like that, uh-huh. and uh, I saw a clip. It was just randomly because I, I haven't watched him as much, but I catch some videos here and there. Yeah. And there was a clip of someone asking him about, you know, I think they were asking him about SEO, you know, search engine optimization. And then they also asked him about, you know, drop shipping. And, you know, he gave a great response. And, you know, it basically was just like, look, you know, drop shipping's great. It's super profit, like it's profitable, but there's more people involved in it. So you have to adapt, you know, competition, you know, breeds innovation. So you, it, for what worked last year or two years ago, isn't going to work now. And I just thought yeah. that was, that was so right. And that's like what one thing I always try and get across to, whether it's my viewers or someone I have, you know, a call with is that, you know, nowadays you really just have to innovate, whether that's, um, you know, with your ads, creating a different, using a different emotion or whether that's with your store, you know, setting it up differently than the traditional themes that we have on Shopify, you know, the debut Brooklyn themes, trying to custom code your your Shopify store or get professional footage for your ads to really stand out because that's what's going to allow you to um, get more profit in terms of, you know, what you're spending on your ads. So I really liked the way that Gary V explained it because he explained it much better than I could and that I am right now. Uh, but yeah, Gary V was, he's definitely kind of like... Uh, a great mindset, um, like 
talking point if you ever need to oh like for go sure. back and yeah you know <laughs> totally, he's, totally he's one of my he's one of my favorites in terms of um like philosophical type mindset stuff and then in the tangible stuff you really get into more of you know in the trenches with people in your niche um yeah. i follow a lot of the youtubers that you know what they talk about and and there's so much value out there that it's just how you interpret it and how you you know go seek that value basically yeah totally and 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 going back to Gary V like I mean he has a pulse on the industry and mm-hmm. you know he, he's always you know known for you know for being on the forefront there and and keeping watch and definitely you know things evolved and you know the way that uh, <clears throat> I think he had the title. Uh, you know, worded, you know, is drop shipping dead, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, is it dead? Yes. But it's just like, you know, no, it, it evolves into into other things. And just to give you a little bit of history about me, like I've been around since since the dot com boom. I've been in tech and so, cigars. Yeah, right? yeah. I told that story about the <laughs> cigars. I was drop shipping cigars before there was even uh, legal regulations about sales of tobacco <laughs> products. And the way you could relate to it is just like, the same way you saw government scrambling to regulate Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all that stuff. And that was hot back then during mm-hmm. the dot com boom. You know, they were scrambling about e-commerce and online and drop shipping was going on back then. And uh, yeah, it was just so awesome. And, you know, you could easily you didn't have to pay for ads back then. You just had the SEO and you would get on the wow. first page of Google. Yeah. Was that your primary marketing uh, like technique? Just Google? Uh, yeah, it was for for the drop shipping stuff. It was. And uh, and it was just so easy. And, you know, basically, I mean, you just had to do basic SEO and you were on the first page of Google. So, you know, when it was wow. cigars, you know, I did uh you know, cigars and it was up there and it was called upscale cigars and it looked like fancy, you know, rich white guys smoking a cigar or a sexy woman smoking a cigar. <laughs> and they're buying cases of cigars. You know, they don't go to the site just to buy one. They were buying a whole case. So, uh, yeah, I would relate wow. it to today. I would say it's more like a high ticket drop shipping because each each sale was yeah. in, in the few hundreds of dollars per per sale. And the way that it ended was that I think I got a really large order from Beverly Hills and it was like maybe about $1,500. And the internet merchant wanted to know if this was a valid purchase and what it was. And I said, well, yeah, they bought cigars. And then they said, well, we don't process uh, credit cards for sale of tobacco products. And I was like, oh, I I didn't know that (laughs) there's a bunch of sales going on. So at that time, I like I could have, you know, found an Internet merchant, another Internet merchant. But uh, I also had my technology company that that was popping off at the at the same time. And I had other forms of online business uh, that was going just the same. So like uh, so I I didn't let it continue on. But yeah, that's (laughs) Yeah. Wow. How long ago was that, by the way? Was it? That was the end of the 90s, early 2000. I love hearing yeah. that. The ele- evolution of dropshipping. I mean, that's just, that's so, that's such a powerful yeah, story. Yeah. The, the, the crazy thing, which, well, I think it was kind of awesome, but crazy at the same time, because back then you sort of, you either had to know somebody that was a techie or you had to, you know, develop it yourself. And I developed it myself. And it was automated from front to back. So literally, I just, you know, watched orders coming through and I didn't have the ka-ching sound, but I had emails. So I, I would see the email purchase orders <laughs> that would copy me as it says it's, you know, sending a purchase order to the uh, to the wholesalers. Very you know, cool. Like, wow. cool. But yeah, you know, what I was trying to explain was that some of the next gen uh, people that are drop shipping, they think drop shipping has been around since like beginning of Shopify. I was like, oh, no. 
that's been around since <laughs> way before then. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been, it's been around for so long and I, I don't see it think it'll ever die. You know, like, like Gary V said, it's just going to evolve and it's up to, you know, us, whoever's in, you know, whoever owns a Shopify store, it's up to us to figure out kind of how to navigate and how to be creative. Cause really like, you know, at any business, the core of any digital marketing, whether you're marketing, you know, a, a dog product or you're marketing electronics or you're marketing a water bottle or microphone, yeah. whatever it is. Um, if you can like creatively market that, that that's how you're going to stand out. It's not, you know, I, I don't really even consider it like to be a, you know, when people ask about product research or how, how to do that, it's, it's more about how can you, you know, if you're a good marketer, you can essentially sell anything to anyone. Um, you just have to build those skills. And that, that's why I like dropshipping because you can really build your digital marketing skills, you know, over the course of a couple months, a year, and you can do it. Exactly. You know, relatively cheaply. Yeah. And I'm glad you touched on that because those particular skill set, I mean, it actually works across any industry and any business that, that you want to get into. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just drop shipping itself and you're selling products, but I mean, just imagine you're you're selling, you know, any product in any industry and, and you're knowing the the marketing aspect of it, which is so powerful. And when you begin to realize that you can apply it to, you know, your own personal branding, your own business, other type of online business, you know, just all these different things. It's just like really powerful stuff. And hopefully people will catch on to that. Yeah, especially with, you know, the influx of social media and all the different, you know, social media platforms that are coming out, like the the more you can understand whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you know, Twitter, the more you can understand those platforms and understand where certain groups of buyers attention are. That's how you can, you know, really, really, really advance your, you know, your marketing skills for that group of buyers. Cause right. Like, you know, generally speaking, um, if I'm trying to sell like a, a beauty product to maybe like 18 to 24 or 18 to 35, um, their attention is going to be more focused on Instagram. Um, considered to like Snapchat, right? They're not necessarily, um, or they're going to, their attention is going to be focused more on, you know, Instagram yeah. instead of Facebook, right? Like in Snapchat <laughs> and YouTube, right? So understanding where your audience is, is, audience's attention is, is really important for, you know, marketing. And that's something that I get a lot um, when I'm talking to people is they ask, you know, hey, where should I put the ad? Is it Facebook or Instagram? And, you know, I tell them, um, hey, you know, when you're running your Facebook ads, launch it broad, right? Launch it broad and then narrow down from there. So, you know, start with, you know, automatic placements, launch it Facebook feed, launch it Instagram, launch Messenger, audience network, whatever it may be, and then narrow down after Facebook tells you where people are buying from and where yeah, people are interested yeah. in your and product. And I'm glad you, you know? touched on it because I actually wanted to see if we could dive into that. So for the audience, you know, let's dive mm -hmm. into some core strategies. And I think, you know, one of the great things that you've been doing and, and especially, you know, to touch on your YouTube, I mean, you've been given some real value in, in your YouTube videos going into details as far as the uh, ad strategy. So, uh, you know, let's maybe dive into uh, some some core strategies you, you'd like to share with the audience. Of course. And yeah, thanks for that, Brian. I really appreciate it. I've been trying to put a lot yeah, more effort into great. my YouTube channel. So yeah. um, I do appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. So for strategy, I mean, the hot topic I'd say right now for people is, uh, you know, CBO, campaign budget optimization. So which is becoming, you know, mandatory in September, um, all, all across all, you know, whatever you're doing, you have to run CBOs uh, in September. Uh -huh. So with that said, yeah. you know, we have to innovate, right? Kind of what we were evolve. touching on earlier. We're, we're, this yeah. is more of a forced innovation, <laughs> I'd say, but, or yeah, evolution, right? <laughs> um, but, but it is happening, you know, there's no way around it. So kind of getting, um, 
ahead of CBO is what I've been trying to do and what I've been working with my students on and telling people on YouTube. So, you know, an interesting thing, you know, in terms of my strategy is what I did was I went, you know, I thought to myself, hey, we have CBO that's becoming in mandatory in September. Um, over the last, you know, two, three months, I've been running some CBOs, but really not to the level of success that I've been seeing other people have, or that I'd like to have uh-huh. seen, you know, in terms of success, right? So what I did was I, you know, thought to myself, I think a really, really good idea for not just a YouTube video, but for my growth and my learning would be to run a CBO test. So run a CBO with 20 ad sets in there, and then also run the traditional stra- strategy, which is just a $5 a day budget. So, you know, in Facebook ads, you have three different levels, you know, you have the campaign level, the ad yeah. set level, and then the ad level. So I ran basically two different campaigns. One was a CBO at a hundred dollars a day budget. And the other one was just a normal campaign non CBO with 20 ads, the same 20 ad sets in there that I had in my CBO. And I just tried to run as, as, um, as scientific, <laughs> I guess you could call it, yeah. of a split test where I didn't change anything, you know, over over three, four days. Cause it's <clears> it's tough, right? You know, with with Facebook ads, there's yeah. so much fluctuation day to day. So, you know, I, I tried to run that test and you know, you can watch the video, of course. But basically what ended up happening was I found, you know, that overall CBO long term, if you let it run, uh, you know, past that first day of testing or two first two days of testing, overall CBO performed a little bit better than the, you know, normal ad sets. So I like doing that test because it really highlights that, you know, um, looking at data longer than just one day on your your ads is really going to help give you a better picture of what's actually working. Because what I found, and I did this a lot myself, was when you're running ads, you have the tendency to look at only the first day or two days of data and then want to kill it and make a decision right away. When what you're doing is you're kind of, you know, not giving your ads a uh-huh. chance to really run long term. So I wanted to run the test to figure out, you know, hey, is my strategy working and um, what's better CBO or non-CBO? So, you know, I plan to do a lot more of those type videos uh, going forward. And basically how I came up with it was, you know, I had someone request and I had got the question so many times, what's better, CBO or $5 a day? And I was like, you know what? I think CBO is better. Let me go (laughs) run a test, see if it works. And sure enough, I've just been duplicating that. So I think that's, you know, I try and audit myself on that too, as well, right? If I'm giving advice to, you know, people on, whether it's on YouTube, um, through my Facebook group or just through DMS, I try and audit myself and make sure that what I'm saying is backed by, you know, data and like tests. Cause you know, it's one thing to tell, give someone advice. It's another thing to show them and, you know, show yeah, them that it actually yeah. works no, with re- results. Really great stuff there. And you know what I would say, you mm-hmm. know, for the audience, cause I know you also touched on like your, uh, percentage of, of profits there. So for the audience, like how mm-hmm. would they, you know, track or like calculate what metrics should they be looking at? to try to find out if, if the products, you know, profitable oh, yeah. or, or mm-hmm. winning product for them. Right. Right. Yeah. Great question. So, you know, for me, if, if you're running a CBO, um, you always want to make sure that you calculate your break-even ROAS. So whether it's actually, whether it's CBO or non-CBO, you always want to calculate your break-even ROAS. And then what you want to do is after I say three days of data, um, whatever ad sets are below your break-even ROAS, you want to kill those. So I always let my test run for three days. And how to calculate your break-even ROAS is basically you take your product price, the, the price you're selling it on your website, and you divide that by um, the product price minus the product cost that you get it from AliExpress, Alibaba, wherever it may be, right? So it'll be in the range most of the time between like 1.2 to 1.8 or 1.9. So what you do is you look at 
you the ROAS of your campaigns, right? You go click on your campaign tab and then you go into the ad set level. And what you want to do is you want to let that, if you're running a CBO, let it run for at least three days. Two days is okay. I tend to let it run for at least three. And you're going to go into the ad sets. And what you're going to do is you're just going to basically simply turn off any ad sets that don't have a ROAS of above your break-even ROAS. So if your break-even ROAS is 1.5, you go in there and you see, okay, there's some ad sets with a 3.2 ROAS, a a 2.5, and then you see some that are around, you know, maybe 1.1 or 0.2, whatever it is. You just want to kill those, and then you want to kill the ones that haven't even got a purchase as well. So, you know, after three days, that's going to give Facebook enough time to really look at look at your ads you're running, look at the ad copy you're providing to them, and tell you if it's good enough. And you'll know after three days if it's, you know, it should be close to profitable. And then once you kill those ad sets, it'll help, you know, raise your profitability because you only have the ad sets in there really and the audience good. in there that are getting you purchases. So that's like a general, very general, you know, high level, um, what I do. But, uh, another thing I wanted to, to touch on as well is that in terms of each ad set, um, what I'm doing nowadays is I'm running multiple ads in each ad set. So uh-huh. say you have your campaign, right? With those 20 interests within each interest, I have at least oh, wow. three to five ads in there. So I'm testing, you know, different scroll stoppers and that's key. So, Um, rather than the traditional, you know, uh, one campaign with an ad set and then with one ad, what I do is I have five, three to five different ads. And in each ad, the only thing I'm really changing is those first three seconds. So say I'm testing a, you know, I want to put tangible examples in here. So what I'll do is, um, if I'm testing like a dog product, so say it's a dog brush, what I'll do is I'll test a five different first three seconds of that dog brush. So I'll find one of maybe a woman brushing a dog kind of like zoomed out. And then I'll do another one where it's really zoomed in. Or, and then I'll do a first three seconds where there's maybe hair flying everywhere. Right. So it's grabbing people's attention to stop them from scrolling. And then they can watch the rest of my video where that's when I really sell them on the product. So that's kind of what I test. And then after a while I go in, you know, after those three days as well, and I just leave essentially two ads that are running the best in there. So I'll kill you know, whatever ads I need wow, to. Wow. When Man, I'm also really my great ad tip for the audience there. And <clears throat> for the audience, like just to just mm-hmm. to to catch on that, the three seconds. So you got uh, Facebook which will which will let you know mm-hmm. anything that's engaging is, is where the audience or the the customer is at least watching that video for at least three seconds and that activates an engagement. So uh, the way Connor was explaining mm-hmm. that, you know, he's testing the the ads, you know, based on, you know, the first three seconds, kind of tweaking that to see which one's better. So for the audience, you know, just to kind of picture what, what's going on there that, you know, he's modifying the first three seconds because that's what gets rated as far as engaging uh, within there. So that's really great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely something where, um, you have to have a lot of exposure to Facebook ads. So one thing I, I like to do, and I'm kind of weird like this maybe, but, um, I go on Facebook, not to look at people's posts. I go on Facebook primarily just to look at ads. (laughs) So I I only, I mean, it's, I'm weird like that. And I only look at ads, but I do it on Facebook. I do it on YouTube as well. Um, just to see what kind of people are promoting, um, different advertisers, whether it's a course, whether it's, you know, a training, uh, webinar, right. I like looking at like the high level people that are spending a lot of money um, running ads. Cause I think that's the best way to learn is really just getting exposure to the type of content or the type of, you know, person that you, that you want to, you know, end up being yeah. right. So um, another thing I did want to touch on too, is um, you know, I wouldn't uh, be where I am today if it wasn't for my mentor as well. Um, you know, throughout the journey, I, I reached a point where I, you know, 
felt like I wasn't getting the information that I needed. So I, I seek, you know, I was went out and tried to find a mentor. I, I found one and he was able to, you know, help me grow and really, you know, be a, be kind of a awesome. rock for me where I, anytime I had questions, I was able to, to grow that way. So, you know, definitely want to make sure that, um, I got that across too, cause he was, you know, instrumental to my, to my success That's in dropshipping. Awesome. And yeah, you can give him a shout out if, uh, if you want to mention it. Oh here. yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sorry about that. Uh, if you follow, if you follow like my YouTube or my Instagram, you know who he is, but his name's Ivy zoo. Um, definitely a guy I'd recommend you get on here. Cause he is, he's just a really genuine person. He's a very genuine person and he's got, you know, great content. I really like the way that he, um, describes things to his viewers. Uh, I've tried to kind of take that and put it on my channel as well. Uh, but yeah, awesome. I think connecting with, you know, like-minded individuals is, is amazing, especially for, you know, any yeah, industry. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that too, because even, uh, the same with the other professional drop shippers been on the show, the common factor. And like, I try to tell the audience, you know, success leaves clues. And if you watch the patterns, you can see that every professional drop shipper found a mentor, you know, either, you know, they're either they bought into, you know, someone's course or they're doing a one on one mentorship or, you know, following them closely on on YouTube. But they found someone that they can most relate to and stick with and to, to learn from to help them get over whatever hurdle they're currently working on mm -hmm. and to help get them to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a big, it's a big, um, deciding factor from what I've seen from most people is if you do want to get really serious into it <laughs> and makes, make a lot of money, um, seeking mentorship in the form of, you know, whether it's a course or one-on-one -on -one coaching or a full-time mentorship can really, really help kind of accelerate, you know, you'll save time. You're going to save money and, you know, save the amount of work that you have to do. Uh, really awesome. Really awesome. And, um, and that actually leads me to the question, because I was catching that. Were you offering mentorship as well? Like you had some students or people that you were um, mentoring? Yeah, yeah. So I, I am mentoring students right now. Um, you know, my mentorship's closed. If you guys like want, if you guys want to reach out to me and just talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I do provide like free advice to people via, you know, Instagram DMs. So I try and get to them as soon as I can. <laughs> but, you know, right now my mentorship's closed. Um, so obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not promoting, <laughs> actively promoting a, yeah. a mentorship or anything like that. So maybe that, that helps with, uh, yeah. you know, me being genuine, but, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not promoting anything right now, but yeah, if you guys need help, um, always, you know, YouTube comments and, you know, Instagram yeah. DMS are, are a great way to get a hold of me. And I'm not just going to respond to you and send you to a, you know, a funnel or anything like that. I'm going to genuinely, I'll, I'll try and respond to each and every one of you guys. So I just love, you know, one thing I, I really enjoy is just talking to people and I, I found that uh, there's a lot of people that were in my exact same situation where they're in a job, they don't like the job, and they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. And I think that's a really, really important thing is, you know, being able to relate and resonate with other people's stories is really what can kind of flip the switch for you to get started on that business, you know, to, to maybe it's just, just to go to the gym or go work out or do something, right? Like being able to resonate and relate to someone uh, can really, really help with, you know, your journey and, and just just having, you know, yeah. a human being to go talk to um, about similar positions is, is huge, you know? Um, so I met like some of my best friends in, in drop shipping and e-commerce, stuff like that. So it's just, it's just a good, to really always awesome. to connect yeah. with and, people. And, uh, your tag name on Instagram is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Instagram is just my name, Connor Chapman. So C O N N O R C H A P M A N. And then same thing on YouTube. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll be sure to leave kind of links in the show notes there as well, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's great. And actually it reminded me of browsing through uh, your Instagram profile. You had a, a Cleveland 
uh, jersey on. So <laughs> you, you uh, are you from Cleveland or Ohio, like no, Midwest or what? No, I'm over. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. But um, <laughs> okay. yeah, the reason I actually uh, was at that game was because I'm a diehard LeBron fan. So okay. I mean, if I look in my my closet right now, I actually have a LeBron Lakers jersey as well. Oh, so you know. Okay. I'm, Call me a bandwagoner fan, but I, I'm, you know, a LeBron fan wherever he goes. I'm, <laughs> I'm his biggest fan. So, That's awesome. you know, some people don't like LeBron, but I just like the way I really like the way he carries himself. You know, he's been he's been at the top of his his industry basketball yeah. for so long and he just shows so much class and he's a great businessman. So, you know, I look to people like that when they're not even in my industry of just just how they carry themselves. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, trying to try replicate the same way. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And what was that? Mm -hmm. What was that show that he has on uh, HBO? I forgot. It was like that barber shop. Was it called The Shop? Oh, the barber. Yeah, I think it's called The Shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. watched all of those. I mean, I had Drake on there, like a few other people like I mean, <laughs> that was like really good you know so yeah there's a tech money talks to plug for lebron, <laughs> LeBron <Shop>. yeah <laughs> maybe we can get yeah, him on the we'll show get him on the show <laughs> next time for sure man yeah that's awesome stuff man yeah well all right cool so you said you're in the north where northwest uh, pacific northwest, northwest yeah okay, cool awesome mm -hmm. man well uh yeah because i was checking i was like well i wonder if he's in the midwest here so let's say maybe he's close no. enough to try to hook up in person where, where are you based, are you based uh, chicago uh, midwest? yeah yeah in chicago nice. and uh so yeah i was like you know we're trying to put things to on the map for chicago for sure like i think you know there's so many things happening like you know you said up near new york there's stuff happening near miami there's stuff happening in la and mm -hmm. for some reason it just seemed like we didn't have like a, a drop shipping community together in Chicago. So, um, mm -hmm. over, over, yeah, you had a, an event, right? Yeah. Over uh, the drop shipping over, event. Yeah. How, over the you, past month, that? man, it just started popping off and wow. then people coming out of the woodwork, other, you know, six figure drop shippers crushing it that, that came there and they felt the same way. They were just like, man, there's like, you know, nothing. I'm glad, you know, we put this together. Yeah. And, uh, so, now we're doing like, you know, some weekly workshops for some of the newbies that are looking to get started. But then uh, mm -hmm. now we're planning to do some monthly events. Hopefully it leads to like a conference similar to like maybe Sam Jacobs breakthrough event or, you know, different uh, conference events like right. that that we could do in Chicago. But mm -hmm. it was like up to this point, there was no representation, but just, you know, finally kicking it off. Yeah, people were excited. It's amazing. We're if you ever need, you know, you ever need, uh, need someone to show up, uh, you hit me up, Brian, and I'll, uh, I'll be there in an instant. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you, man. I'll keep, I'll keep yeah. you tuned. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you in the loop for sure, man. And I think it'll be awesome. People get a lot, uh, of value. I mean, yeah. it's kind of win-win for, for everybody for sure. And, uh, so yeah, great stuff, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. And actually it reminded me, yeah. uh, I'll, oh, yeah. you, you left a lot of great tips here today on the show. But I was wondering, wondering if it's cool to follow up with you later in the year, kind of bring you back on the podcast, see how things are going. Of course, I would love to. You know, hopefully by that time I've you know reached a million dollars in sales on my store, so I have a awesome. you know, put a little seven figure dropshipper, seven figure entrepreneur on my on my Instagram and on my YouTube and stuff like that. And I'm sure you know, in you know six months or you know whenever we have our next our next talk, uh, it'll be definitely interesting to see kind of where we both were both at, you know, with the podcast and, you know, with my businesses and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd love to do that. Definitely, definitely. man, that would be great. Yeah, for sure, man. That's awesome stuff. 
Well, hey, I want to give you a chance to, before we wrap up the show here, to leave some closing remarks. So I'll let you take it away. Definitely. So um, first of all, I did want to say for you, um, obviously, thank you for having me on the show. It was funny when you when you messaged me initially because um, a couple of my buddies and I were thinking about starting a podcast where we bring dropshippers on and talk to them because we didn't think it existed. Awesome. And then right when you sent me that podcast, right when you sent me the link, <laughs> I go, oh man, he thought of it before me. Darn, you know? So <laughs> uh, I think I think it's great what you're doing here. This is like, like this is yeah. a, it definitely serves a need in, in the market. Uh, right now. So, um, awesome, great, man. great exposure, but, uh, yeah, yeah well, in terms maybe of we can collaborate pod- more on that. So yeah, for sure. I, I'd man. be, I'd be more than willing to do so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for clothing, closing thoughts for me, um, the big one is just like really listen to, you know, whether you're, whatever you're doing, if it's having a Shopify store, Amazon FBA or consulting or, you know, having your course, um, it's really all about your mindset and really just like believing in yourself because, there's no way that, you know, no one is going to be there really to care as much about your business, about your store, about your customers um, than you are. So it really starts with you. And, you know, if you can surround yourself with supportive people, um, whether that's people in your industry or just people, you know, friends around you that, you know, build you up yeah. and, you know, they don't tear you down, that that's huge. So, you know, closing thoughts for me would just really be centered around, you know, work on your mindset, um, listen to the people that you want to be be like become and then also listen to the people in your industry that you think are you know the most genuine and that have the ability to make you feel a certain way about you know your industry and passion kind of can lead you to to so many you know new opportunities whether it's in drop shipping you know for for your for different customers for different ad strategies it's really all about you know your mindset and just just keep trying new things keep testing new strategies on Facebook, even though when Facebook fights back, you know, you gotta, you gotta give them your best, your best punch back. So it's, it's just all about testing, all about your mindset and, you know, just, just always, you know, keeping your mind in the right place. Awesome. And never give up. It's just like, you know, the right mindset and put it in place, keep testing and never give up. Wow. That's great stuff. Connor, I really appreciate your time here on the show. Thanks again, man. And I'll be sure to follow up with you later on in the year. Right on. Thanks for having me on, Brian. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. I hope everything was helpful and thought-provoking and somewhat entertaining. If you want to learn more about this topic, please let me know so I know what to focus on in future episodes. My goal is to teach people how to make money with the opportunities that technology can bring. And if you like this episode, please show your support by subscribing, leaving an awesome review. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My tag name is Tech Money Talks. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.